PWO, 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 PWO. Dean of Old School, uh, Dwight and his black box down there. It's a band. Yeah, yeah. I we're have, out here in the uh, Blair Witch, the Witch Woods again. I have Ow. head of Town relations, Ryan Coddington, right below me, and Ryan. Who do we have today? Um, what can what what can you say? Um, he has trained in in the Ring of Honor dojo. Uh, he is uh, one third of the Shinobi Shadow Squad. Um, he also just finished up classes, so uh, this is a really good time to kind of chill and unwind with a group of great guys. Uh, this is Ring of Honor professional wrestler Ryan Nova. Hey, everybody! What's going on? Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking some wrestling with some uh, upstanding gentlemen like yourself. Ooh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll agree with my disagree, but we're gonna take this. Uh, <laughs> So just finishing up classes, I got to ask, how's that semester treating you with all of this happening right now? Oh, man, you know, it's been such a jarring change. Um, I recently, you know, I just started going to graduate school in the fall and obviously everything was in person. And now halfway through the semester this spring, it's just like, nope, yeah, you can't come back. Uh, you got to stay all online. You might be able to come back for the rest of the semester. And then they were just like, no, not happening at all. So all classes being online, it's a jarring change. but you know. We got through it, and now uh, it's on to the next thing, you know. Fantastic. So is that done with grad school, or is that still a little bit left? Uh, unfortunately, no. It is one year finished of grad school, probably <laughs> another year, year and a half left in the tank. But uh, slowly but surely, you know, we'll get there. Nah, I believe in you. That's awesome, though. That's really cool. Thank you. How do you, uh, how do you balance training as a professional wrestler with grad school? You know, actually, like, it ended up being um, – not very like difficult to do that because it really gave me a nice outlet, you know, to when all the, uh, you know, school, like academic stuff was really like grinding me down. I would always have wrestling to look forward to, you know, after school. And I'd be like, I'm going to the dojo tonight and I'm going to work out and train around or I'm wrestling this weekend. And it's just going to be awesome because I can turn my brain off and just kind of let my body, you know, do its thing. So they really, both things really complemented themselves uh, really well. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of the dojo, uh, so you you began at the dojo, correct? Yeah, no, I began at the uh, Ring of Honor dojo on my 21st birthday in 2016. And wow. up until that point, the, the dojo was actually on hiatus, I think, for many years. Mm -hmm. They weren't taking any new students. And I just I went online and did a search and I found that they were accepting a new class. So I was like, well, I got to try this, you know, and see what happens here. That's awesome. Now, I got to be honest with you. I don't know too much about the Ring of Honor Dojo. What, what is the training like? Well, so the training is, uh, it's a very, the facility itself is, you know, kind of a small place. You know, we have one ring. We have uh, kind of a little gym with some weight uh, equipment, you know, so people can kind of get a workout in, you know, when they're not in the ring doing stuff. And um, we have, you know, an office in the back and like a promo room where people can go and uh, try and cut some promos and practice, you know, talking in front of a camera. But um, the training itself is, um, you know, when I started, I kind of assumed there was going to be a lot of people there all kind of, I figured, oh, this probably gonna be what 15, 20 people here starting with me. And it ended up being just me, like right at the beginning. So all wow. the stuff that I was doing, you know, before I could even get in the ring, they need to make sure that you're physically, you know, capable of uh, handling yourself in there and not hurting yourself. So you have to kind of go through an extensive physical, you know, regimen. Uh, so they can kind of test whether or not you're capable of getting into the ring and uh, not hurting yourself or someone else. So is that more like a, the old school where they try to make you quit in the first couple of weeks or see if you, you know, stick around, is that kind of thing? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's necessarily like they 
are trying adamantly to make you quit. I think it's more along the lines of they need to see if you really want it bad enough to kind of tough it out through some struggle and, you know, overcome some obstacles at the beginning. Because I know that like the first thing that I said to myself after my first day was like, wow, this is really physically taxing. And like, I can't imagine like doing this all the time. Like my body is just not prepared to do this, but slowly and surely, like I was like, no, I can get through this. I'm going to keep coming back. And it just became easier. My body adapted to it. And, you know, I was able to get in the ring. And from there, you know, I never looked back. Cool. So uh, what made you want to get into like doing professional wrestling? Yeah, well, um, you know, as a kid, you know, I really loved wrestling. Um, I didn't start watching wrestling. I got late into the wrestling game. I didn't start watching until I was like, you know, 10. Some guys, you know, they st- some guys and girls, they start a lot earlier than that. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, watching from birth right out of the uh, right out of the gate. But um, basically, I was I gravitated towards, um, you know, the spectacle of everything. Like, I, for example, like Rey Mysterio was like the first guy that I remember really seeing on television and taking note. I'm like, wow, like this guy is really cool. Like this guy, he wears a mask like you can't see his face. He's really mysterious. He does all these crazy things and he's different from everybody else who was there at the time. And I was like, man, this is cool. Like and a lot of my friends liked wrestling at the time too, you know, like I feel like every, every person, male, every male person likes wrestling at some point in their life, you know, when they're younger, at least when most people kind of fall out of it. And for me, it was just like, I didn't, my passion for it didn't decrease. If anything, it just increased over time as I learned more about it. And I learned some of the stuff about what goes into wrestling. Was there any, so I know you said Rey Mysterio, any other wrestlers that really inspired you? Yeah. So uh, from the beginning, like there was a small group of people, because obviously at first I was only watching, you know, WWE uh, programming. So, you know, Rey Mysterio was the first one. And then I started gravitating towards guys like Shawn Michaels and uh, Chris Jericho, uh, you know, steadily became one of my favorites just because of how versatile and how many times he was able to change his, you know, his appearance and his in-ring persona and still maintain, you know, an aura of excitement and uh, newness to him. I just, I, I just want to take, take a second to, um, you know, pro, to uh, propose a moment of silence for our dear friend, Ray Mysterio is he was thrown off a building last night. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Sad. It's tough. Yeah. Hey, but just like, salute. right. Well, it'll, it'll probably be more like Halloween Havoc 1995 where he'll just uh, show up like nothing happened. That's, at least that's what happened. Well, I got I got a question for you, Brian, about that. Have you ever thought of wearing a mask? Because uh, you know that was one of the um, with Ray Mysterio being your, your inspiration. Uh, any thoughts about putting a mask on and having a, another persona? Yeah, no. I mean, that sounds uh, really fun. Like, I would love to kind of just. I kind of want to wrestle with a mask at least once just to see what it's like. Because I bet it's it's a lot lot different, you know. Because you have to, especially if some guys wear masks where they, their faces or whole faces are covered. Yeah. So I was like, right. Oh, I wonder how it's you know easy it is for them to breathe under there or see anything. So I kind of want to put like a full mask on my face and just wrestle a match once and see what it's like and see <laughs> if it's like, Oh, I could do this. Or if it's like, nah, like I don't think I'm going to be doing this anymore after that. <laughs> but uh, no, but I definitely think it would be something cool to try out. Um, my goal in wrestling right now, my current goal, it changes every day, but my current goal is, to eventually someday become suicide in TNA in order to, uh, you know, try and see what that's like. That's my ultimate goal right now. If I get to that point, I'll know that I've made it. That, that is a, that's a great goal to become a video game character <laughs> slash wrestler. But yes, that, that would be awesome. At least, at least you didn't say Sin Cara. <laughs> no, well, you know, I, I, I can't be Sin Cara. You know, there's already a Sin Cara. There's been multiple Sin Caras. You know, there's been multiple suicides, but you're, you could always use another suicide in TNA. So That's right. I say, you know, whoever, when whoever's done doing it now, uh, you know, is hanging it up, I'll take the reins. Just give them over there to you me. There you go. Say, so take I the Roman reins. <laughs> well, it's like ti- Tiger Mask 5. I mean, we could do a lot of this. Yes, absolutely. There were, there were, there were a lot of Vianos, too, when, when, when they were in WCW. I think there were like six Vianos or something. So, 
Yeah, there can always be another one. You know, there's always room for another masked guy in wrestling. So oh, yeah. eventually, you know, we'll just throw me a mask with some recognition on it already and I'll <laughs> take it on and just, you know, pretend that I am that person that everyone loves. Or, or you, you know, be like the old territory days. I'm the, I'm the resident old guy. You could, uh, you know, get yourself double booked, you know, or like, you know, uh, Colt Cabana does with Matt Classic, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> you know, where you could uh, wrestle as Ryan Nova and then come back as, you know, Viano 7. Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, I feel like uh, that would be definitely an opportunity that I would like to take is, uh, you know, get a little bit more of that uh, cheddar, you know, for those uh, independent <laughs> bookings, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, so we talked about uh, people who got you into the business and training in ROH wrestlers. So what's been uh, one of your favorite matches that you've gotten to have so far? Oh, man, one of my favorite matches that I've had so far. Um, you know, a match that really sticks out to me that is one of my favorites was um, when we formed uh, 3S with myself, Cheeseburger, and Eli Isom, um, because those two are two of my best friends, you know, in the whole world. And Fortunately, you know, I was, we were, you know, brought to each other uh, through wrestling. So I'll always be grateful to wrestling for that. But um, right when we kind of formed the group, you know, almost right out of the gate, it was in Philadelphia in the 2300 arena, which was special for me because that's where I saw my first ever Ring of Honor show live. It was Final Battle 2015. You know, mm. it was the main event was AJ Styles versus Jay Lethal, one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Hard to follow that in Philadelphia. But anyway, so actually it was um, December of, I believe, 2018 after final battle um, villain enterprises had formed in Philadelphia for the first time. And, you know, something had gone wrong uh, backstage. And for some reason um, they weren't able to wrestle the kingdom that night. So we got slotted in that role instead. And we wrestled villain enterprises, Marty Skrull, you know, Brody King and PCO in the main event of a ring of honor television episode in our, you know, television debut as a group and their first ever ring of honor match. So that's one of my favorites that always sticks out to me. That's fantastic. Uh, so how did the idea of three uh, S kind of come about and how did you get involved with that? I know you said the other two guys are like your best friends. So. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, I've been I was around those guys for a long time because Cheeseburger, you know, was like my one of my head trainers and he trained me from the ground up. Um, so he kind of really took me under his wing early on and kind of showed me the ropes and, you know, really had my back the whole time I was coming up in wrestling. I say that like it's like over, like I'm still coming up in wrestling, you know. <laughs> right. um, but uh, basically what happened was is we had this idea where, you know, Eli and I were trying to like find our, you know, way in ring of honor because we were so new. And if you're not established, you know, sometimes opportunities are few and far between if you're, you know, not somebody with a name already. So, um, cheeseburger, you know, had this idea where he's like, he had just ended a feud, like a long feud with, uh, Will Ferrara and, you know, he didn't have anything left to do. He was like, not sure what he was going to, where he was going to go. And he said, why don't we, you know, we have this trios division you know, and there's not a lot of teams right now. Like, why don't we, you know, all team up together and see if we can kind of find ourselves a little niche, um, you know, there, you know, to try and find a spot for ourselves there. And um, we were battling around with names back and forth for a long time. And I'm not entirely sure how we ended up becoming ninjas, to be honest with you. It was <laughs> something that kind of happened. Like, uh, it was, I don't know. It was like, we decided we were like, all right, well, we're going to wait till the time is right. And then we're going to jump out of the shadows and have our moment. That's what ninjas do. Right. And we're like, yeah, there's like, so we're ninjas now. Right. And they're like, yeah, oh, we're ninjas now. But also what, what 10 year old doesn't dream of becoming a ninja at some point. Yeah, no, I mean, I've always wanted to be a ninja, you know, from the time that I was a kid and I was doing karate lessons, I told my dad someday, I was like, dad, I'm going to be a ninja someday. And he didn't believe me, but you know, how do you like that, Dad? How do you like that? Dad? Yeah, I'm a ninja. <laughs> Boom. Mic even drop. even in even in the three ninjas movies, they got to team up with you know, with with you know Hulk Hogan. So I mean, there's something to yeah, aspire for. Yeah, I know. I can't wait until you know we have our Hulk Hogan crossover. I think it's going <laughs> to be you know really exciting uh, when that eventually happens someday. So you know, remember that. 
Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about this. This is also a prime way to go ahead and get a mask. Ninjas wear masks. Ninjas do wear masks. So, I mean, I could kill two birds with one stone, you know, and I could become suicide while I'm a ninja at the same time. So, there you go. Oh, my gosh. You guys are horrible. You guys, come on, man. This is bad creatives. This isn't working out. We're, we're trying to help this guy. <laughs> this is a great idea yeah. from a don't, bunch of just listen to them. This is what happens if you throw me the book. You know, I'm just going to do all of these uh, things that I've always wanted to do, and I'm not going to care about anything else. I'm not going to call you Vince Russo right now. What? <laughs> it's no very Vince Russo esque. <laughs> Going to be a good swerve, that's for sure. <laughs> so Russo right, so Junior over here. Let's go back to so you that first show was at the world famous twenty three hundred arena there in Philadelphia. So uh, have you gone back to see any of those historic ECW matches? Speaking from uh, a, an old school ECW fan myself. Well, you know, you indulged. Uh, uh, ECW has always been like something that I, you know, wish that I had been watching wrestling you know, at the time that ECW was going on because I, unfortunately, you know, I really missed the boat. Like when that whole like exciting period of time was going on with ECW, WWF and Nitro. And um, like now that everything's on the network, like I really wanted to go back and kind of watch some of that classic, you know, ECW content and just see, you know, what it was like. I, I've seen a little bit of it from some DVDs that I bought, like, you know, the ECW, uh, collection over the years where they give you some of that classic content unfortunately like my only exposure to like ecw like growing up as a wrestling fan was the wwe version of ecw that they <laughs> they revamped it you know with, with you know all that stuff going on there um which at the time i thought was awesome um <laughs> and now i just kind of like think to myself i should go back and watch some of that old content because i think it would be really it's new it would be new to me so i think it would be awesome to go back and visit that yeah, as soon as I, I saw the I'm... ECW zombie, I was over it. Honestly, not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie. Just That's... Lee kind of goes those are two ninja, different things. Everybody wants to fight a zombie. Yeah, well, they were on Sci-Fi, man. You know, they yeah, tailor it to the theme of the you know the yeah. network. That's so, right. Yeah, him. You had you know, vampire Kevin Thorne and another well, thing that I, I thought think... was awesome too. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if I may, if I may, if you're going to go back and watch some of those ECW matches, I'm sure you already have, but um, check out the Ray, you know, Ray Mysterio and uh, Psychosis. <laughs> that was, I think, pretty sure that was one of his first United, matches in the United States. Unbelievable. But when, when, when they had the Lucha guys there, but that's one I would check out for sure. Put that on the short list. Do your homework. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree with you on that one because that's my, that's my I definitely watched uh, that one. I watched some Psychosis and Rey Mysterio from, I have a couple of Best of Rey Mysterio DVDs that I bought when I was a kid. And when they t briefly touched on his ECW run, that was like some of the stuff that they had on there. Um, and oh as an early, as a kid, I got to watch Psychosis and Rey Mysterio and then the Halloween Havoc match between Eddie Guerrero and uh, Rey Mysterio from WCW too, which was amazing. Also, just you're going to shout out Dominic because he doesn't have any dads now. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. Mm. Well, allegedly, Raw isn't on. We don't know what happened. We don't know. It's all it's gray area. <laughs> oh, boy. So, I gotta ask, coming out of quarantine, what, what's the next match that you want? Where, where, where do you want to go next with this? Damn. You know, I mean... I mean, the, the cliche answer is just to say, you know, I want to wrestle everybody that is out there currently, and that is true. Um, but right now, you know, I'm focused on, I really want to, you know, tackle the Ring of Honor, you know, landscape because there's some guys there that unfortunately I haven't been able to kind of get in the ring and mix it up with yet um, in my time there. Like, I've been able to wrestle a decent amount of people on the roster. It's really weird. Like, when I go back and look at everybody, I'm like, yeah, I wrestled him, wrestled him, wrestled him. But... If I had to say the first match I want to have coming out of like this quarantine, this whole situation would be I want to wrestle Mark Haskins one on one in the middle of a Ring of Honor wrestling ring, and I just want the two of us to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, that's what would happen. <laughs> Mark, he's calling you out. Okay, you heard it here. Yes, Haskins, yeah. you and me in a ring. It needs to happen one on one. Let's do Gosh. it, man. Ooh. That's a that's a that's a Haskins is a tough guy. He's no joke. That's he's, uh, he's not. No, I uh, I actually got the chance to wrestle him once in a uh, trios match. You know him and uh, 
Tracy Williams and PJ Black against 3S in uh, Chicago one time. And when the two of us were in the ring together, standing right in front of each other, like locked dead eye to eye, I felt like a shiver go down my spine. And I felt like, I felt like this moment, like there was magic in the air. And I was like, I, this guy and I, we need to do this forever and beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> and the house down. So, yeah. so, so, so is that kind of the moment when you were like, wow, like this, like I'm really doing this for a living. That was definitely one of those moments um, that I would describe as like, I could feel like you always talk about how and feel like professional wrestling, there's this magic to it. You know what I mean? Like it's special. There's something about it that can't be replicated in almost any other facet of life, any other sport, any other entertainment um, industry. And there's these moments where you get in the middle of the ring and you can feel the magic in the air. You can almost see it. Like it's so, you know, apparent. And that moment where like I'm locking eyes with Mark Haskins, we're standing off toe to toe in the middle of a ring in front of all you know all these people in Chicago, I said to myself, "This is the magic of professional wrestling right here," and you know this is that thing that you always want to capture in wrestling that you you get into it for. And like I was like, I'm so grateful for this, and like I never want to come down from this experience, you know, this feeling. So, and th- and then he chopped you across the chest and woke you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well then he. Uh, <laughs> then he uh, faked a, a kick on me and punched me square in the jaw. So, you know, the, uh, the magic quickly wore off after that. But, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him back someday. I'm going to pop him one in the jaw, and we'll see how he likes it. There you go. Receipt is coming. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll have to make sure we send that one in to Marty so, uh, so we know set that one up. <laughs> so, so could you say that that feeling was very comparable to when, to when you guys were at Madison Square Garden? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, Madison square garden was just, it's almost like one of these things that feels like, did that really happen? Like, (laughs) was I just, was this a dream? And like, I just completely just like hallucinated all these things, but it was just one of the most special moments for not just me, but like ring of honor as a whole, because so many people in ring of honor, you know, had been waiting for an opportunity like that to really get there and, you know, show everybody the whole world what they can do on like one of the biggest stages, the most historic stages in wrestling history. You know what I mean? Um, And it's so crazy because I think prior to, you know, WWE running Madison square garden, I don't think that like another company had sold out Madison square garden for a long time. And like together, new Japan and ring of honor did it. And like the feeling backstage was just so euphoric. Everybody was just on cloud nine, you there was no way you couldn't have killed buzz that we all had if you tried you know what i mean um and it was just one of the most it was one of the most rewarding moments for i think everybody in the locker room and for myself personally because i was like i just got the opportunity to to perform in madison square garden i can't believe that this is my life (laughs) right but you're like two years in you know and that that's it's yeah, awesome. I know. It's just one of the weirdest things. I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Like there are so many people like it almost in a way I almost felt guilty because it's like there are so many people out there who are working so hard and you know, they've been in it at it longer than me, you know, but just based on like right time, right place, which is something you could say for a lot of people in wrestling, like the opportunity, you never know when it's going to come and sometimes it's just about being in the right spot at the right time. Well, so how like, nervous were you when Burger came flying over the top rope and you guys had to catch him in front of thousands of people? Well, the thing that was really going through my mind was like, because I, you know, sometimes I worry about, you know, the possible bad things that can happen in situations like that. And I'm just thinking to myself, all right, well, we're in front of 15,000 people watching this in person and whoever is watching this on, I think Facebook Live it was. And I was like, what would happen if, Burger just flew over the rope and we had just dropped him like right then and there. Like we were pretty confident that we were going to be able to catch him, you know, because two, two people catching, you know, Burger, you know, and he doesn't weigh as much as, you know, the average bear. So um, we thought this, this would go well, but I just, in the back of my mind was worried. I was like, Oh my God, if we drop him, this is going to be one of the most embarrassing moments in wrestling history. So. <laughs> But you didn't. It all turned out perfect. We didn't. 
There you go. Uh, well, speaking of just being Madison Square Garden, and I, I mean, so many people consider it the mecca of pro wrestling just to be there. Any other venues that really come to mind that you've really gotten to enjoy? Yeah, man. So, um, as I said, like my first ever match that I wrestled, you know, for Ring of Honor did take place in the 2300 arena. Um, I was able to um, somehow, this is another moment where it's like, is this really what my life is? Like, um, I wrestled Cody for the Ring of Honor World Championship, you know, when he was yeah. there at the time, um, you know, with championship introductions and everything. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I'm wrestling in the 2300 arena almost two years after I'd been at my first ring of honor live event in the crowd at the same venue, watching those guys perform in that ring. And now I'm wrestling somebody that, you know, cause I'm a relatively young guy, somebody I grew up watching on television was Cody. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, this is insane. So that was a great moment for me. Um, I got the chance to wrestle at center stage, Atlanta, Georgia, you know, where they did, um, old WCW shows and NXT yeah. runs there sometimes. Um, Hammerstein Ballroom, New York City. That's one of my favorite ones where, where you know, ECW One Night Stand 2005 and 2006 were um, to be in there in that ring and like look up at the ceiling and see, you know, see that painting and see the artwork on there. And I'm like, and see the balcony. And it's like, this is amazing. Like, this is a wonderful moment for me. Um, and Ring of Honor took me to. Canada and I got to wrestle there too um, in Toronto in an, you know, an ice hockey uh, marina. I'm not sure exactly which one it was. I think it was like, um, it was like the maple, maple leaf or something. I think it was, but it was where the maple leafs play hockey is where it was. And uh, those are just some of the, uh, you know, venues that I've had the chance to be at. Um, it's really been a crazy, you know, roller coaster ride so far. I'm super jealous. I'm going to, I'll say that you were, you were describing the Hammerstein ballroom and one night stand and all I can, I mean that when the Sandman came in for one night stand, that was probably the best wrestler entrance in the history of wrestling, in my humble opinion. And, oh, Cause yeah. it was and the whole crowd singing along with Metallica was just unreal. Well, I mean, you can't argue with the, uh, the electricity that, you know, was in the crowd when, you know, somebody like the Sandman would come down like, one time, I believe, um, in Philadelphia, the Sandman actually came, uh, you know, for one of our ROH shows, and he was on the show that night. And oh, yeah. uh, he came out to, you know, the song by Metallica um, for his entrance. They weren't allowed to put it on the, you know, the stream or the television show, but everybody behind the scenes and in the crowd got to hear him come out to enter Sandman. <laughs> they played the whole, they let the whole song go. The whole wow. Song you could just feel like people you could visibly see goosebumps on just every about everybody's arm backstage it was amazing uh, i only imagine i can only imagine uh, so i guess while we're on that topic i mean would you consider that in person to just be one of your favorite entrances to watch or do you have one that you watched growing up that you were really enjoying and sing along to at home or even one now, like, I know, um, you know, AEW Rebellion came up, or um, Revolution, sorry. Um, Jericho had, you know, the choir, and, you know, mm -hmm. everybody singing in the crowd, and um, anything like that um, you're just, you know, really into? Yeah, man. I mean, there's so many, like, great entrances in wrestling nowadays. There's just so much, like, thought, effort, creativity, and love put into so many, you know, guys and girls' entrances who come through the curtain. Um, I'm really jealous of like some of these like ideas. Some of these people are able to come up with. I was like, Oh man, that's cool. I wish I had something like that. Um, but I guess I'll give like maybe a, like an older example. And then a recent example for me. Um, for, well, so when I was watching wrestling growing up, like I used to love watching Rey Mysterio, like jump up from the, you know, yeah. get back to Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I used to love watching him jump up, you know, from the, uh, the like, old trap door you know, with the uh, fireworks. And I was like, Oh man, that's so cool. And then like, um, same thing would happen when like Shawn Michaels would come out and he would like drop to his knees and, you know, he would, you know, say a prayer and then all those fireworks would just come out and just light the whole building up. And then Jericho has always had good entrances. I'll just say that right off the bat. Like, I don't yeah. think Chris Jericho has ever had 
like a non-entertaining entrance in the history of wrestling. <laughs> um, like even when, you know, he just came back like in 2007, when I was watching his entrance was awesome. Like his theme song was so cool. Like he would come out, you know, he would have the countdown and then he would just be there and he would walk to the ring, strutting his stuff, you know, with just the biggest confidence you would ever see in a human being. But um, if I had one nowadays that I really always enjoy watching, it's definitely Dalton Castle's entrance. Um, yeah. Just because there's yeah. so much, you know, there's so much glitz and glamour, so much pop and circumstance. And it has a personal, you know, resonation with me too, because I actually, you know, got to be one of Dalton's boys a few times before I ended up, you know, debuting on television. My, my first ever event for Ring of Honor that I ended up doing Ring Crew was um, the last time they did Field of Honor in Brooklyn in 2016. And I ended up doing the Dalton's boys entrance that night, you know, with the fans and the, the little skirts and stuff. And uh, <laughs> it was definitely an experience. I'll say that. So Dalton Castle's entrance, I state my claim as the most entertaining entrance in wrestling right now for me personally. We, we got to see him come out as world champ at best in the world 2018 uh, at UMBC. And that just, it, it's so just incredible. <laughs> like just seeing it live there's nothing like it oh yeah it's great and like even one time i got to wrestle uh dalton and the boys you know with uh 3s and a trios match in like florida one time and like i was just mesmerized watching his entrance on the way down to the ring (laughs) we were already there and i was just like looking at it i was like this is so amazing this never gets old you know uh let me backtrack a little bit because you talked about getting to wrestle cody in, in one of your early matches sure um I remember because you you took the ring off. You refused to kiss the ring. Right. How how did that come to be? Did did uh, Ring of Honor say, "Hey, we want to bring this guy on the TV," or did Cody kind of go, "This is the guy who should do this"? Yeah. So it was kind of just one of those things. Uh, you know, it was really just like the right place, you know, right time moment. Um, because at the time, Cody was you know in a program with Dalton Castle. They were feuding, and you know he would come out, and you know the way Cody does, he would tease you know he was about to wrestle dalton castle at every show and instead he would you know swerve the fans and bring somebody else out so i think before me it actually was a cheeseburger you know in vegas and you know so they were running with that and they needed somebody to you know go up against cody in philly and i was just told ahead of time i was like yeah you're wrestling cody in philly and i was just like excuse me like are you wait you're being serious and, you know, they were like, yeah, we need somebody to do this and you're going to be the one to do it. And I was like, oh, OK. Um, so I was like thinking to myself, you know, about a week beforehand, I was thinking, oh, man. All right. So this is this is going to be, you know, like a big moment for me in my career. And I, I have to figure out a way, you know, to make it you know, memorable. I have to figure out a way to create a moment here for myself. And I was like, all right. So he's got this ring. He's always asking people to kiss the ring, you know, and. They either don't, they either kiss it, or I think one time Minoru Suzuki like bit bit it off his finger or something, <laughs> you know, like he does. And uh, I was Sounds like, right. I was like, so what can I do to be different? Oh, I got it, brilliant! I will suck the ring off his finger, <laughs> put it in my mouth for the world to see, and nobody will ever forget me ever again. After <laughs> this moment, everyone will know my name after that. Um, so, I I just did that. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this. And so I went out and I did it and I was like, all right, mission accomplished. There you go. <laughs> I, mean, I guess did that feel like, Oh man, you know, the, the company's trusting me to go out there. One of the top guys right now and put out, you know, such an entertaining segment. Like, does that feel like just a badge of honor or. Yeah, it was, no, it was definitely something I was grateful for it. Nothing I had ever expected at that point in my career, because I'd been wrestling matches less than a year at that point, And I still like, didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know what I mean? I was like, just, I just, I was like, every match for me was like, all right, let's just get through this and hope that the worst doesn't happen. And that's a success, you know? Um, So, you know, when they told me they were trusting me to kind of have this moment with Cody, you know, and they needed somebody to do that. I was like, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. And, you know, wrestling is about making moments. I mean, that's what everybody remembers, you know, their favorite moments in wrestling is really what it all comes down to is, we make moments. People make moments in wrestling. And I was like, I need to make a moment out of this. So I tried to think of something, uh, 
creative, unique, out of the box, maybe something a little gross that I could do <laughs> to get people to remember it. And that's what I ended up settling on. So tell Jim Cornette. Hey, uh, I got a question for you though. Um, like how long, how long did, after you started that Eli or was Eli already, he already there or how long have you guys been um, tr like training together? Yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so Eli really, uh, we've been pretty much training together. We almost, I would almost say we pretty much came up together because, um, I was there a little bit before he was, I think it was about six months or so before uh, he came along, but, um, we've been pretty much, you know, learning, growing and developing and becoming better wrestlers, you know, together, our whole careers have just been, we've been doing things together, you know, side by side, watching each other, uh, grow, watching each other, you know, make mistakes, watching each other, uh, succeed. And, uh, it's really been one of the most rewarding friendships that I've had in my entire life. And I'm always going to be grateful that wrestling gave me such deep, you know, intimate relationships with people I care so greatly about like cheeseburger, you know, Eli, um, my other trainers at the dojo and my other friends that I've met along the way. Cool. Uh, we've had a couple of people have some interesting stories to say the least about kind of things that are, that happen kind of off camera in the back while traveling. Do you have any, uh, memorable stories? Well, yeah. So, uh, the first thing that really comes to mind when we're talking about something like that is obviously, you know, in wrestling, you spend a lot of time on the road, right. Um, you know, you spend more time driving than you do wrestling, you know, most of the time, um, that you're on these trips. And, uh, so I believe, you know, it was in the summertime and, you know, we were driving, I think it was to, it was either Nashville or Atlanta for, you know, like a double shot weekend, uh, for ROH tapings. And we were in like a van full of like me, cheeseburger, Eli, and some, uh, some of our current world, uh, worldwide dojo students at the time, um, who had kind of just started and they were coming along on the road and they were doing ring crew and stuff. And I'll never forget this one instance that happened because I was afraid I was going to die this day. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, it's at nighttime, we're driving through the night and, you know, we're switching shifts and, you know, I never am able to sleep on these trips. If, you know, if I'm, if I'm someone else is driving, like, I'm just so paranoid. I'm like, I don't know. Can I trust this person to get me to my destination safely? So we had this one instance where um, one of our students, um, he goes by the name of Marcus Schuyler. He's currently out there. He was out there working on the Indies himself. Um, he was driving and all of us were sleeping. And I guess what had happened was, is, you know, he himself was a little sleepy. He was a little tired, you know. Um, he'd probably stayed up late, you know, the night before. And for some weird reason, he decided that it would be a good idea to put a neck pillow on while he was driving in the front seat. <laughs> right? Yeah. Not usually something you do when you're driving on a road trip and you're trying no. to stay awake. Um, but, you know, to each his own, you know, you do what works for you. But um, he started swerving, you know, off the road. Um and, you know, once you, you know, start swerving off the road quickly, he was like, oh, God, no, can't do that. And then I, I'll never forget this. Eli, who's sitting in the passenger seat, is like still asleep. But he turns to him like in his sleep and he says to him, if you're not good, say you're not good. I'm not trying to die tonight. Okay? And he just slunk back in his chair and went to sleep. So definitely one of the, you know, more memorable road moments that I can remember um, because I was afraid that I was coming to terms with my own death at that point. Jesus. Uh, so I know, I know before we got on camera, I asked you, I had a question about Bobby Cruz. Mm -hmm. um, so I have to ask because we learned this last week is he, He's been trying for quite some time to get <laughs> Todd Sinclair to see him naked. <laughs> oh. He's been going. Now, my question is, have you unfortunately been caught in the crossfire at some point? I look, fortunately, you know, and I think that I'm, I'm glad that I'm here to tell the tale. Fortunately for me, I have never been exposed 
to witnessing Bobby Cruz naked <laughs> in any capacity, any shape or form. I've seen him without a shirt. That's the closest I've ever come to him being naked in front of me. Um, Glad you didn't get to see his microphone. Yes. But I will say that, in my opinion, something almost just as bad is, and I don't know if he told you this or not, but I'll tell you right now, is that Bobby Cruz has the absolute stiffest lockup in professional wrestling history. So, you know, he'll go around at a show and he'll dare you to lock up with him. And, you know, people were encouraging me, yo, hey, lock up with Bobby Cruz. And I was just like, what? Why? Like, why am I, why would I do that? And they're just like, just do it. Just like, do it, please. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. How bad can this be? And so I just locked up with him and Bobby Cruz just tried to like take me down to the ground right there. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, oh man. This is stiff. And, uh, <laughs> yes. So no, nothing with Bobby Cruz being naked in front of me, but, uh, you know, there's always the first time, right? So, no side saddle in the uh, toilet seat. No, <laughs> no, no. But like, there's always the first time for everything. So I expect that it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when I'm sure. he's not watching tonight. So he doesn't get any ideas. Right. <laughs> but Well, uh, along that same line from talking to Bobby Cruz, were you one of the folks singing the, uh, Bobby Cruz, do 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 do. Bobby Cruz, was that? Were you part of that too? No, no. I, I'm actually. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't know what that even is. Like, I feel like I was left out of something very, uh, very entertaining, okay. very important. I'm a little upset that I don't know what this Bobby Cruz song is. Uh, well, apparently, Todd Sinclair is famous for including Bobby Cruz's name into various songs. And so there's actually a YouTube video of a one hour loop of the uh, baby shark slash Bobby Cruz. So you can look that up. And it's Todd Sinclair singing. <laughs> uh, well, I'm definitely going to have to look that up. That's something I'm going to need in my life. It's just, a, you know, just inject it into my veins now and give it to me. Um, something that you guys just reminded me of that one of my other favorite Bobby Cruz moments is we were running a show in Columbus, um, you know, one weekend. Uh, it was like really late 2019 towards the end of the year. And in Columbus, the stage is really far away from the ring. So we don't have steps that go down to the ring. You have to walk down like a platform that like goes curves around the side of the building. Um, and we're, you know, the ring was getting set up earlier before the show. And Bobby Cruz was like, if something along the lines of someone dared Bobby Cruz to like jump from the stage to the ring to see if he could land on the apron. <laughs> and like, Everybody was like, you can do it. Just do it. Just go for it and do it. And he wasn't sure. And then, like, you know, eventually he backed up. He got a running start. He jumped all the way from the stage and landed on the apron. And he's alive still to this day. Um, I thought I was about to watch a man die that day. And I, uh, unfortunately, fortunately, Bobby Cruz is still with us. Fortunately, um, he made it through that. And uh, it'll always be immortalized on someone's phone who recorded it. So hopefully it makes its way out to the uh, internet at large. But, uh, we need yeah. someone to leak that. <laughs> um, two things. One, you can go ahead and check your Twitter because I went ahead and shared the Bobby Cruz do-do-do video with you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Well, I will also tag you in the, uh, in, in the uh, Leap of Faith video um, where he's jumping. Uh, so... Look it's out funny. for that. Please. Wait, wait, wait. Funny. You found that? Yeah. 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 When Bobby told us, yeah. when he told us about that story, he was way more confident. I like, I, I think when you told us, it, you, you seemed to be a little more truthful. He seemed to think <laughs> there was no doubt he could make that jump uh, when he told us last week. But yeah. All, I remember him saying. All I know is what I saw, you know. I just know that. <laughs> Like, I, I, look, I'm not Bobby Cruz. I couldn't be in Bobby Cruz's head while, you know, that he was contemplating what he was going to do. But all I know is that I thought I saw, a, you know, the face of a man who thought that he was about to, you know, meet his last, you know, have his last day on earth. That's what I saw that day. So thankfully it didn't end like uh, Ray Mysterio's night last night. So. Oh, my gosh. No, no. But um, Bobby Cruz didn't get thrown off the building at all. <laughs> now, he now he said it was 10 feet. Yeah, was it 10 feet? Or, you know, now, I mean, you know, you had an eyewitness account, so. Mm. It was one of those things where you're just, 
you're not really like thinking of the logistics of the situation. You're kind of just baffled that this is actually something that's about to happen because <laughs> you think in your mind, you know, no rational human being would attempt something like this right before a ring of honor, you know, <laughs> live show where you're going to be, you know, ring announcing the whole night is what I would think. And, uh, but apparently that is not something that crossed Bobby Cruz's mind. He, um, <laughs> he thought that, you know, even more of a better, you know, opportunity. Why, why, why not do it? You know, tonight, just tonight's the best night to do this. So I'll do that. Um, but everything in wrestling is a bit exaggerated. So I would say, you know, whatever Bobby Cruz told you the length was maybe just, I don't know, maybe cut it by a foot or so. <laughs> All right. So I, I think we're, we're probably about to get bad reputation with Ring of Honor, so I apologize. But we had oh to ask gosh. this to Brian Malones, and we had to ask this to Beer City Bruiser because we've had both of them on our show a while ago. Um, and we know they've only gone head-to-head once with uh, Beer City Bruiser getting the win. And we asked him who'd win in the rematch. Now I have to ask you, who's winning between you and Eli? And what what kind of uh, altercation are we talking about here? I mean, then one on one in Ring of Honor. <laughs> one on one in Ring of Honor. Mm. That's mm. another match that I actually really want to happen because Eli and I have never gotten the chance to wrestle each other in Ring of Honor in any capacity before. Um, we were actually supposed to wrestle each other for, <coughs> I believe it was a spot in one of the previous top prospect tournaments. And I think that was uh, the year that they ended up scrapping it. Um, and Jeff Cobb just ended up destroying everybody who was in the tournament. So it just ended right then and there. Um, but if Eli and I went one-on-one, I would say the one thing I would have to be very wary of is his freakish Indiana farm boy strength. Um, <laughs> Because as far as I'm aware, you know, Eli, you know, his whole life has been just, you know, chucking hay bales around and, you know, whatever they do in Indiana, you know, has led to him having this incredible brute strength. So if he gets his hands on me, you know, probably throw me, you know, to the moon. Um, Actually, that reminds, sorry, not to go on a tangent, but that reminds me of one time. Oh, you're good. That's kind of what our show is. Speaking (laughs) of something that happened with me and Eli one time. You know, we were just doing a drill at the Worldwide Dojo one time, and uh, he, I ran at him in the corner, and, you know, he, you know, tossed me over the rope, you know, and instead of landing on my feet, you know, he threw me with such ferocity and such strength that I, like, kind of twisted in the air, and my ass hit the uh, pole. (laughs) I had a big bruise on my butt, you know, for a long time after that. So I would say I think I've got the speed on Eli. So if I just use my speed, I can outmaneuver him. But if he grabs a hold of me, I think, you know, he'll probably throw me, you know, halfway to Tennessee. <laughs> and that's what I'll say to that question. I'll take it. I'll take it. Works for us. But let's get in there and see what happens. That's what I want to do. You know, let's, let's find out firsthand. I would have figured that that, that match would have happened. I like trying to prep for this interview. I couldn't find it. I saw all the tag team matches and I was like, there's gotta be ones. Yeah, we've uh, we've wrestled each other, you know, at training. We've wrestled each other at, you know, some independent bookings. Um, but Eli and I have never had the opportunity to go one-on-one in a Ring of Honor ring. And I think that at the moment, you know, he's the best he's ever been. Uh, I'm the best I've ever been in my entire career. And I think if we threw ourselves, you threw both of us in a ring together and just let us go, I think that, you know, we'd have uh, something real special to show people. So, I love it. I apologize. We've been putting everyone who's in a tag team on the spot with that, so I had to continue the trend. <laughs> I see what you guys are really trying to do is you're trying to destroy 3S from within. Uh, oh, never. Never. No. We'd never do that. That being no. said, Cheeseburger still has yet to tweet me back from Trivia Night, so I might be a little <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably, I don't know, he's probably too busy watching some kind of Japanese anime or... <laughs> That's what the tweet was about. Tiger, Tiger King, oh or I don't know. He's probably busy doing something, you know, something that he probably shouldn't be doing. That's what I'll say to that. We'll leave it. We'll leave it at that uh, for his sake. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, what about Cheeseburger? I mean, he's got a win over you. Do you think you want a rematch? Yeah, no, I definitely. I want to, I want to, you know, go toe to toe with Burger in a Ring of Honor ring too. Like, 
I've wrestled Berger at a few different independent shows, you know, over the course of my career, but um, I'm a different version of myself now than I was then. I know he's different than he was then. We've both gotten so much better just in the short time in between our last match. And same thing with Eli. I say, uh, throw me and Berger in there in front of a crowd, a ring of honor wrestling ring and let us go and teacher versus student, you know? Right. I picked up a few things that I don't think cheeseburger will see coming in my, you know, my travels. So I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, looking forward to giving them uh, more than he can handle. What I'll say. There you go. Perfect. On, on that, on that note, and I know that, you know, cheeseburger had some, you know, some, some decent um, runs tours over in Japan. Is that something that uh, you anticipate getting to happen for you is going over there and uh, experiencing Japan? Well, you know, I like to, I never really like to say I'm planning on doing anything, right? Because as the current situation that we find ourselves in will tell us that, you know, if anything, it tells us that, you know, we make plans and the universe just laughs back in our faces, right? So I will say that like Berger going to Japan and, you know, from the stories that he's told me and, you know, bringing back, you know, a strong zero, you know, some Japanese alcohol for me, it just made me feel like, I got to get myself over to this place at some point, you know, and, you know, see what's going on over here because it seems like there's this whole other world out there, you know, that I want to be a part of and I want to, you know, experience firsthand. So I will say that I'm not currently planning on doing that or going there. Um, but if an opportunity like that ever came up, I would absolutely take it 100%. Um, I want to definitely get out there and travel more whenever I can and whenever opportunities present themselves. Brian, you seem like you have a question. <laughs> um, no, I'm just upset. Um, um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to derail or steal the spotlight, but um, the women's money in the bank match last night was actually for the Raw women's title. Wait, what? Leave it, leave it. We don't need to. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there. We can touch base afterwards. Yeah. Um, really? But I, but I did tag you in the video of of him jumping from. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. So. Feel free to share and you know just dig in a little bit there. I'm I'm going to and I'm going to listen to that song too. That's both exactly are the two things I'm going to be doing once we end our uh, show tonight. Is I'm going to be watching Bobby Cruz take a leap of faith and I'm going to listen to the Bobby Cruz song while doing so. Yeah, we might not get him back on the show, but it's worth it. <laughs> That's okay. We're gonna do some. Wow, Bobby Cruz, Bobby Cruz. <laughs> Do 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 do. Oh, you gotta so love we, Bobby Cruz. Oh, yeah. there's no one else like Bobby Cruz in wrestling. That was <laughs> that was an interview. Uh, like not bad, not bad by any means. That no, was outstanding. Bobby Cruz. Oh, uh, so we're we're getting actually in here into our last seven minutes, making sure we're not going to go over because um, I think the show after us might try and fight us at some point if we keep going over. But uh, good, we're gonna win if that happens. But Listen, so we got three S on our side, so yeah, right. you know, I, I say bring it on, you know, but, yeah, or at least we got <laughs> one third of three S. We'll tell them to meet us at the UMBC. <laughs> Absolutely, it, there's only room, you know, for two, yeah, for one show around here, you know. So <laughs> I say bring it on. We'll go head to head, and it's like a loser leaves town match, all right? Except loser leaves the internet. That's that's what we do. <laughs> there you go, oh, yeah. Eric. Yeah, I like it. So <laughs> like it. So now we have to be initiated. So what's, you know, the initiation process there for us, for, for us to be official 3, 3S members? Well, the first thing before we can get any new members is we're going to have to get headbands made because oh, you can't be a ninja it. without a headband. So Listen, we, make them were about it. we were thinking about, you know, like getting like a headband, you know, made so that we could give it out and recruit people into our, you know, ninja cult. Um hmm. So the sooner I get, you know, some headbands, the sooner I can indoctrinate you all into our uh, our group. I'll tell you what, you guys sell it, I'll buy it. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as that goes on uh, any sort of sale site, I'm buying it. Yeah. Yeah. Away, shop. yeah. Hey, you know, I pitched the idea to Cheeseburger, and you know, he was he was too busy watching anime or watching <laughs> Tiger King to, you know, 
get back to me about it. So right now, bacon cheeseburger. Right now, it looks like it's not gonna happen, but we'll we'll see. I'm gonna push uh, and keep trying to. We'll make tweet it him. Happen. We got you. There you go. Well, I mean, tweet he still hasn't responded to my email. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on the spot, you know, to try and you know, I'm trying try to get him on. He still hasn't responded to my email, so. <laughs> but kind of bringing it back in here now. So you're still very young in your career. What are some of your long-term aspirations that you'd like to try and reach for? Well, you know, like my goal, my goal in wrestling really is just to, you know, ride the ride and take it as far as it'll go. I just want to ride the train until I've, you know, completely run out of track to go, you know, and um, wrestling has been really good for my life. And it gave me something that I was lacking. Like before I found wrestling, I didn't know, you know, who I was. I didn't really know like what kind of, like what my purpose in life was, or I didn't, you know, know like where my life was going to go. And I just knew I needed something different. I needed a change up and wrestling was there for me. And I, it almost didn't happen. Um, and I'm so glad that it did because it's been such a wild ride this thus far. And if it ended today, I would never regret a single thing about it, but as far as aspirations in wrestling are concerned is I just want to keep working day after day, even during, you know, the current situation that we find ourselves in, find some way to work on myself in wrestling, continue to grow and continue to improve, continue to become the best version of myself that I can be. And right now, you know, with ring of honor, I really want to tackle the ring of honor landscape and try and, you know, find my footing uh, in ring of honor and really try and find a spot for myself there. And uh, if anything else should come up along the way, uh, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see. And uh, I'm definitely open to going anywhere and wrestling anybody. Perfect. Um, oh God. I just had a question and it's gone. Oh no. And it's gone. <laughs> oh no. And there it goes. Someone help me out here. Someone say something. I'm struggling. Well, 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 then allow me to, you know, cut in and have this dance, Matt. Um, so, so, so for you, is going to school more of a long-term passion where you're going to school for something that you're doing? Or is it more that once your wrestling career is over, it's something to fall back on? Yeah. So, you know, I was one of those people who, you know, I went to college, you know, initially just because my parents told me you're going to college. Like that's what people do is they go to college. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to college. And my goal at the time was to complete college. And it wasn't to actually acquire any kind of skills or degree that I could use to make any money. So when I graduated from college a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, I graduated from college. And then I was like, oh, what do I do now? I was like, I should probably think about what I want to do with my life a little bit, you know, now that I'm, you know, out of college and no longer have that to fall back on. So um, obviously, I want to take wrestling as far as I can go with it. And, you know, I have no intention of slowing down anytime soon with wrestling because wrestling is a passion of mine that I don't think will ever go away. And it's something that without it in my life, I don't feel complete or I don't feel like a whole person. So I need wrestling, mm -hmm. but I've decided that it's, I don't think it's enough for me to just be a wrestler. Um, I'm a guy who I like to wear a lot of hats. You know, I like to always be doing something. I always like to have my hand in a couple of different pots at one time. Um, so I really thought about, I was like, well, what would I want to do in my life outside of wrestling to, you know, make a positive impact on the world. And both of my parents worked in education, their whole careers. My mom as a special education teacher, my father as a school psychologist. And I've kind of always gravitated towards education and, you know, working with kids. Um, so I decided to go back and get my master's in school counseling services. And that's what I'm working on right now. Um, so I would ideally like to be able to, wrestle as much as I can and work a full-time job in a school at the same time. Uh, it's That's interesting fun. that you mentioned your mom was a special ed teacher because both Matt and Dwight are special education teachers. Oh, really? And yeah. I work in a group home for adults with uh, oh, intellectual awesome. disabilities. And my wife is also a special education. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, everybody awesome. forgets the first lady of you know podcast world world order. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. So you guys, I mean, then you guys know, you know, how rewarding it can be to work, you know, in that field and feel like you're making a positive impact on someone else's life, like. You, um, that's what you want for your life. You know, you, I feel like you get that in wrestling, but I also feel like you can get that in almost any other facet of life. So those are two areas for me where I feel like I can do that. So I like to, I want to try and do both of them at the same time until it blows up in my face. So we'll see. My well, wife is going to kill me for showing this, but this is the same lady that's teaching kids. So I really, and this is on our wedding day five years ago. So, I mean, she's an absolutely outstanding per person, but you go to cross her and it and it's over. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can just tell by that facial expression that, you know, she doesn't take any prisoners. So I, I certainly yeah. wouldn't, uh, fall out of line if I were, you know, one of her students. Well, yeah, Dwight, I mean, care to your time in? Yeah. I was going to say, uh, she's, she's a pretty, she's got some pretty stiff kicks there too. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, um, but uh, you know, as in. Oh no, we're starting to lose Dwight. Oh no! Oh no! Right in the middle Dwight of the challenge. <laughs> I'm getting interrupted while his technology yeah. is getting together. Um, no, but I, I do think uh, it is. It is one of the most rewarding yeah. in the world. Um, and it, it's got to tie into where I'm going to ask next. But um, so we're all we're all teaching from home now um, with quarantine. And I got to tell you, it's still one of the coolest things in the world to me. I have a student who um, we used to not be able to talk at this level, like at this volume. Um, and now, like whenever we go on a school outing, she's asking for the radio on. She always wants music playing in the classroom. Like it, mm -hmm. it's those small things that like, I think we all take for granted that just, man, it, it makes the big difference in the world. Yeah. I, I agree. 1000%. I think that in general, that's something that we can all really take away from, you know, what's going on in the world right now is, is it's really important to, you know, it's so hard because our lives are kind of just go, go, go. And we take things for granted. How can you not? It's just something that happens, unfortunately. But I feel like this is a situation where we can really do a lot of self-reflection and think to ourselves, like, what am I grateful for that I have in my life right now? And, you know, do I, you know, how do I appreciate that? How does that make a positive impact on my life? And, and then, you know, just kind of rethink to yourself, man, wow, I'm blessed. You know, yeah, exactly. 100%. Um, man, I, I can't tell you, it's really cool. Both your parents and you, I mean, that's that is it, it makes the biggest difference. It really does. It really yeah, does. I, I got the I got the bug, you know, I got the bug early <laughs> on in my life and it just never left me. So, wow, oh, man, that's awesome. Well, we are Dwight, are you back? He's back. Yeah, man, I'm finally made it back. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, cut so was, many He was gone so long that it's dark outside now. I was going to share a story. I was like, that wrestling. You guys still got me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Okay. That. Yeah, that wrestling is one way that I mean we use that as a as a bridge with our kids. And Matt, you know, what I'm talking about, I mean, a couple the students that, you know, I mean, building relationships is, is important. Um, and that's, I mean, that's something that we could have in common. Even as an adult, you know, we can, kids love wrestling. We love wrestling. And um, there's a certain student of mine that, that uh, from a couple of years ago, that if I saw him in, uh, you know, in the community, he would give me the Shinsuke Nakamura. Come on. <laughs> Every day in the halls. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> but anyway, we, do, we we appreciate we have wrestling in common, and then um, you know the that 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 love to help to help kids, and especially the kids that uh, other people may not have the patience to to deal with. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always good to you know talk to people who not only like wrestling, but also people, you know, who like, you know, working with, you know, that population and working with kids and stuff like that's something I didn't expect to, you know, end up hearing about, but I'm, I'm glad that I was able to learn that about all of you. That's really awesome. Yeah. I, I can't tell you, it means a lot hearing you, man. It really does. Um, 
And if it's any help, I'm going to throw him under the bus. But I believe Dwight over there is still working on his doctorate. So if you need any help with work, he's the guy to copy. He's your man. <laughs> Oh man, more PhD, PhD. <laughs> more power to you, man. That's a yeah. You're in it for the long haul. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm also old, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where? Yeah. I, yeah. When 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 you were born, I was uh, going oh to WCW god. house shows. So. <laughs> wow. True. Most true. Hundred percent. We've gone over, so I think the show's going to try and fight us, but I got to ask uh, Ryan Nova, anything that you'd like to say before we close out? Yeah, no, I just want to say thank you, all of you, for having me on here. It was really great to meet you and talk to you about wrestling and just a little bit about life. Um, and I just want to say that I think that, you know, this current situation is really an opportunity for all of us to kind of sit back and really reflect on what we have and what we're grateful for in our lives, you know, the blessings that we all have. And as far as wrestling is concerned, like, I think that, you know, wrestling, it can be something that can really help in this time period right now. You know, it's just something you can watch every week, take your mind off of what's going on, just unplug a little bit. I mean, there's men and women out there right now who are, you know, risking life and limb and their health, you know, to entertain us out there. And I think we all need to, remember that and you know really appreciate that what they're doing um and just in general like you know be nice to each other and you know call your mom call your call your dad call your grandma call your friends call everybody and let them know that you care about them because you know we're all humans and we need to reach out and show that we care about one another during this time where can they find you on social media yeah, you can find me at social media um, at Ryan Nova Super, um, and that's it. I have nothing else. <laughs> um, they're trying to. They're, I'm getting peer pressured all the time to get an Instagram. I'm holding out. I'm still holding out. Is Ring of Honor trying to get you a TikTok yet? Oh man! Oh god! I I I'm, oh, I hope not. I can't stand TikTok right now. It's just <laughs> there's too much social media, and I can't keep up with it. You know, it's just it's just unbelievable. But right now, I've got Twitter. And I'm sure sooner or later I'll be peer pressured into getting an Instagram um, that I also won't use a lot. But that's all I have right now. Oh, that's awesome. Once again, man, thank you so much for coming on our mm-hmm. show and being here with us. This was really cool. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. This, this was a pleasure. And uh, I'm glad I got to meet all of you. And uh, I would be happy to do this again sometime and share some more stories and, you know, just talk about wrestling and talk about life with y'all. So. Definitely, man. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, man. Uh, So that's all we have tonight, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it because I know I did. Please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Uh, That's all we have. Stay safe. Have a great week. Uh, Be great. Bye, guys. Do your homework. Do your homework.